seafood, fresh and local. That's what you'll find at Harris Teeter. We're committed to supporting our local fishermen and their families. They're our neighbors and our friends. They catch the freshest quality seafood and deliver it to us. Right now, we're featuring fresh, locally caught shrimp for all of your summer recipes. Whether you shop in our stores or order online, you'll find the best local and regional seafood for your table. Harris Teeter, your neighborhood food market. The Mark Willard Show continues on KNBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. Mark Willard Show, Monday night. Lots of buzz about baseball. Will it be there? Will it won't? Let's get our buddy Alex Pavlovich, NBC Sports Bay Area, in here. Alex, what's going on today, man? Not much. Same as uh, every other day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although, maybe not. I mean, I saw you tweeting out pictures from above like a bird's eye view of the bullpens at oracle park did you go on some sort of helicopter ride or something today no the giants have have been sending out some updates and that was uh those were the best pictures we've had so far so i had to get it's the closest i've had to covering baseball since march so i had to get them out there i keep looking at behavior instead of words and the giants are still working away on their bullpens like there's a reason to right yeah, I mean, it, that's a positive. So uh, I think guys are still working out. Um, talked to some players recently who are still trying to stay ready. So uh, I think that's a positive. Uh, if you want to take that out of it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's your what's your take on this right now? We're all hearing from a lot of the national guys who are who are following this from a labor perspective, and, and it is a, a very negative outlook. However, I also keep hearing everyone say, no, no, there will be a season. And, I, again, look at behavior. Like they both said last week, we're not talking again. And then they woke up on Monday morning and started talking. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> well, I, I mean, that part of it is a mess to me. And I, I know even people within the game on, on both sides wish um, that the sides would stop being so public. And, and it really does seem like, you know, they make an offer and it seems like they send it to the Players Association. And as soon as they do that, they send it to five national reporters to make right. Make sure everybody knows that that offers out there. So I, I wish they would stop that, especially with, with not just with everything that's been going on the last three months, but especially the last week or so. Um, it, it's not really what we want to be talking about, but I, I do still think everybody I've talked to still believes that they will play a season, um, and, and that is, you know, including people high up in management who, who believe that there will be a season. And I, I think it's just a matter now of, of what kind of season it looks like. And it really does seem like MLB has been pushing pretty hard the last couple of weeks to make it clear that um, they can have a 50-game season if they want to or a 40-game season, and then Manfred can just say, this is what we're doing. Um, I, you know, it, that to me is, is a bummer. Like, I don't think that's much of a baseball season. I think the joy of baseball is is really that, that grind and, and – uh, teams separating themselves over 162 games and we can't have that but we could have had 114 we could have had 100 um we could have had 82 so i don't love where it's at right now i still think there's going to be a season but i think it's just going to be a weird looking one and i also think you're getting to the point um where a lot of players who were thinking already about whether they wanted to play this season i know some guys were um are probably going to look pretty long and hard at in a 50-game season and, and what that means salary-wise and what that means just for their futures. And, and I think you'll probably see more guys drop out if that's what they end up doing. Alex, is so interesting. I, I, I'm sure you've checked in with players, and, and I wonder 
How would you characterize where they're at mentally as far as negotiations, as far as how hard they want to push when compared to how you've seen them in these situations in the past, in past CBA negotiations? Is it about the same or or are they a little bit more united? How would you describe it? Well, I think what's hard to tell is that we have social media now. So you you can actually, you know, hear from guys as as soon as um, the offers come out. And I I think it's subtle sometimes. Like I I know Andy Bagley tweeted a lot this morning about, um, about how the owners are in the wrong here. And then Brandon Crawford's not really actively tweeting it, but he tweeted back at him kind of, I think he tweeted the respect, you know, the Derek Jeter hat where he says respect. So it's like, it's things like that. And I mean, Buster Posey retweeting a thread about how the owners are in the wrong. I think it's much more subtle with some guys. And then you have guys that, I mean, the Cardinals, Jack Flaherty this morning was very outspoken. Andrew McCutcheon, I know it's, it's been outspoken. Um, Max Scherzer, obviously. So I think we're seeing a lot more of it and hearing a lot more of it because of social media. Uh, and I think they all are, are pretty united, but at the same time, there are players I've talked to who also just want to go back to work. And, and that to me is, is, the really interesting thing here is that if there is a 50 game season and, and they do basically say, Hey, we, we need players. I mean, we need guys to agree. And maybe some guys don't want to come back. I think you're going to see a lot of younger players who are fired up about it. So those guys maybe don't want to speak up right now and, and maybe don't have the avenue to speak up and, and uh, the platform to speak up. But I think there are a lot of guys who really just want to play. You know, it's interesting with how this would specifically affect the Giants or maybe the approach that they would take. I mean, it's almost all guys, except for the core, it's almost all guys on one-year deals. We know the team wants to assess young talent for the future. If it's only a 50-game season, how do you think Farhan plays it? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I think it really comes down a little bit to – um, the length of the season, but also the rules. Uh, you know, there's been some talk behind the scenes of, of what the roster rules will look like. And I know the Giants have talked about the potential of, um, you know, it's not a tank necessarily, but I mean, with your with your taxi squad saying, we're going to put Joey Bart on that. We're going to put Ramos, Jelly, um, Hunter Bishop, Marco Luciano. All these guys are going to be on the taxi squad. They're going to work out all summer. They're going to train all summer. And that's going to give us an edge over a team like the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks um, who are going for it this year and, and who their taxi squad may be filled with veteran relievers who can come up and fill a hole if somebody gets hurt or if something happens. Uh, that edge won't be felt this year, but I think that certainly gives them an edge next year and, and for years afterwards, which is what they're building towards anyway. So I think that's something they would like to do. I also know that there are teams out there who are saying that's not really fair if some teams can kind of have a farm system the whole year. So I think it's going to depend a little bit on what those roster rules look like. I, I think the Giants will be aggressive with younger kids and, and making sure that those guys are, are developing this year. But at the same time, if you're the Dodgers, I mean, the last thing you want right now is the Giants basically having a, a minor league camp because oh, you were going to be good this year anyway. So you don't want the Giants to get a leg up on you for future years. So I, that to me is like one of these many different things going on behind the scenes. Well, I mentioned it last week. It's almost poetic. The Dodgers have not won since 1988. Then they go to -to back-to-back World Series and feel like they got jobbed by teams that were cheating. They'll probably win this year, and then everyone will look at them and go, yeah, but that doesn't work out. (laughs) Put an asterisk. Right. You get the asterisk. Not the Astros or the Red Sox. You get the asterisk. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I will say one thing in that respect. That's a really good point. Um, I think – 
one thing I will give them credit because they did go for it in the offseason and a lot of teams don't and they really went for it with Mookie Betts and it sucks to see that not be rewarded because we see so much caution now from front offices and, and so much unwillingness to trade prospects um, so I respected the fact that they went for it and, and it's just ironic that yeah like you said I mean at the very least you know maybe they'll get an asterisk maybe they won't ever have Mookie Betts in their lineup so a, a tough break for them <laughs> Alex Pavlovich, NBC Sports Bay Area. Have you gotten a sense from players at all as to how they would even view something like that? I mean, baseball players get made fun of sometimes for how often they celebrate, right? You clinch the division, you win this round, you win the next round, you win the World Series. Is anybody celebrating if they clinch a division five weeks after the season started? Yeah, I I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, you think about the celebration, you see guys – run around the whole length of the field and high-fiving fans. I mean, even the clubhouse. Look, I know one thing that's going on right now is they're trying to figure out where they can put auxiliary clubhouses because you you can't have 40 guys side-by-side in a clubhouse. And with the Giants, you can't have 13 coaches in that coaching room. So I I don't know how you have that celebration. Like, we're not – the traditional champagne and beer celebration, I think, is out even for the World Series champ. Uh, I mean, it's it's fascinating to put our minds around some of this, how it will end up all looking. Uh, the draft getting started on Wednesday. What do, what do you think the Giants are thinking? Uh, I think whatever is out there publicly, I, you know, I, these guys do a great job. The draft people do an incredible job. I just know how secretive the Giants are in general. Yep. And I, I think to speculate, and it's hilarious to me when you see the same player end up um, – you know, speculated that the Giants will draft them in, in three or four different places. They might be right. I just think for anybody to say that, that they know what that organization is doing, um, credit to them. I mean, I, I I work hard to try to get leaks out of that building. They do a good job of keeping it in-house. So <laughs> I, it would be pure baseless speculation for me to have any concept of, of what they're trying to do on Wednesday. Alex, have you texted with anyone today? And without naming names, have you gotten any reaction to this specific proposal that went out or any idea when some sort of a counter proposal might go back? I have not today. Um, I texted the player about something else, but I, uh, today, I, you know, I, I think this is, it's become like every week, right? So yeah. It's like at the beginning we were kind of like, Oh, a proposal. Like, let's see what guys think. And, and certainly I talked to some people about that originally. And then there was a counter and you see what guys think. But I, I think we, what is this, is this like the fourth proposal for major league baseball? I think, or I, third, I, I, yeah, something. And I, and well, the players associate went back. I, I just think it's been, um, yeah, I think we've reached a point where it's kind of like, you know, especially with the draft this week. I mean, finally we have something else to talk about. Like, it, for me, it's a little bit um, kind of wake me up when you guys are close to an agreement because it, yeah. it does really seem, and a lot of people made this point today, it does really seem like ownership kind of has the same end number in mind and they're just kind of shifting around how that money is is spread around and how many games are played and what's prorated and what's not. But they seem to have a very specific idea of what they're willing to pay this year. So it, it, they all kind of seem the same a little bit. Do you view it? This is I, like this is how I've started to look at it, and I wonder if you feel the same and what the reaction would be. It's kind of three things: we're either going to get no season, something around fifty games, or what everyone at this point is shooting for, which is still maybe seventy-five or above. You get to seventy-five or above, there might still be some frustration. Fans will move on in forty-eight to seventy-two hours. But what do you think? the long-term damage, if any, how, what's the fan reaction 
to 50 games I, or, or no games. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it's there are two parts of that. I mean, one, it's what do they do after this? Uh, what does one thing I found hilarious today was that part of the owner's proposal was, um, you know, to, to take away draft pick compensation tied to free agents and make it easier in free agency. But what's free agency going to look like? They've just fought for three months um, over money. Like, I, is free agency going to? be normal this off season. I don't think it will be. And right. you know, next season's going to be played under a cloud of, of the CBA expiring. Is this a fight that lasts, you know, maybe they play 50 games, maybe they play 75 games, but as soon as the world series is over, does this fight resume? And, and we're talking about this um, for another year. Do they get to another season? And, and then it, it's an uglier fight. I, I just think this is like the start. And that's part of the reason that both sides have dug in because they understand that this is about something bigger and about the next CBA. But I think this is the start of a really ugly labor war between these two sides. And history has shown um, that fans will leave the game when that happens. And I think the other thing, the other factor for me is, is uh, it really, for me, depends when they restart. And I, I think it, it, you know, that's why they were really aiming for that July 4th date, because they would have gotten a full month of being the only game back in town. Yep. And especially on July 4th, uh, you know, that's a little bit symbolic, but to have a full month, I think, would have made a difference. But we're pushing to the point where they're going to come back and go up against the NBA playoffs right away. So that's not great. And then once you get past the NBA playoffs, you're going up against football and college football. I I just think they've put themselves in a really bad spot in, in terms of trying to grow the game. And I think a lot of fans are going to be upset and leave. Alex, uh, always great to have you before you run. Big finish time. You know the deal. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. It's Alex Pavlovich on The Big Finish. This is The Big, 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 big Finish. We've got the sand to give them a grand finale. On the sports leader. Now, now here's Mark Willard. Okay, Alex, two categories. You pick one. You want to do Your Money Matters or Me Time Quarantine Edition. Oh, I'll do quarantine edition. Okay, me, yeah, me time quarantine edition. Have you gained weight or lost weight during the pandemic? Oh, I've definitely gained. I don't, not a lot, but I, <laughs> I haven't been to a gym in um, since March. Yeah, so no one has. The flip right. side is I'm not eating at the ballpark every night, right. so I, I think it's kind of a wash. Um, and I'm not traveling. I'm not eating at airports. I'm not, uh, you know, eating chicken fingers in the third inning or whatever. But I, I think <laughs> it's close to a wash, but I think it's on the negative side probably. What's, what's the item in your in your pantry or your fridge that's giving you trouble right now? Uh, we have really gotten into baking, which has been an issue um, in that just it's so easy to, like, make a banana bread, and then you're sitting there for four days eating banana bread, which is great, but – it, you know, I had we did it last night. We made banana bread, and then this morning for breakfast, I had banana bread. It's not, not, not healthy. Oh, it's so, so. funny because yeah, it feels like an activity. You're like, oh, we'll bake something together, and then the yeah. next day you're just staring at it. You're like, well, there you go. We we bake something, and then you eat it. I'll also <laughs> say this. I mean, and you know this. I mean, you're, you're a public figure. Like, the easiest way to stay in shape in my job is to do TV because you see yourself all the time. So it's really easy to like walk past the TV and be like, Oh, you know what? I haven't been to the gym in a couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> uh, but that's not going on right now. So exactly. we're all just sitting at home and, and like perfectly angling our zoom cameras 
So it, it's not really – it's hard to shame yourself right now. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I hadn't thought of that. Okay, how many haircuts have you had since March 1st, and who gave them to you? Uh, I have not had a haircut since it started. Wow. I've, I had one literally – so we did our Giants season preview show right before this started, like the day before Rudy Gobert happened, I think. So okay. I had one like two days before that. Um, <laughs> so my hair's the longest it's been since college. Uh my fiance is very excited to cut it. She has watched YouTube videos. At some point, I will allow her to do it. But right now, we're just kind of like, you know what? It's quarantine. Let's have some fun. So, I, uh, that's how far I, I've gotten. I really, I, I think that I would enjoy running into banana bread, shaggy-haired Alex Pavlovich. I think we, I think you need to do a little <laughs> Zoom TV hit right now. I, it hasn't been bad. I know I was thinking about if we do like the, if this all would have come back and we do the first pregame show or something, and all of a sudden, like, you know, hairs down around my my neck, people would be a little surprised. But, they'll be like, oh, look, it's Michael Morse. And they'll be like, no, it's Pavlovich, actually. It, pretty, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've had that in the past, so it, it would make sense. I love it. Okay. What activity do you do a lot more of uh, during the last three months as opposed to before? Um, the first thing I did when this happened, and this is like, uh, this is like a very millennial thing to do, I think, but I ordered an Xbox like right away because I oh, just wow. knew that baseball was not going to be back for for at least a couple months. Um, so I, I haven't played video games since college, I think. So I, that is definitely the one. And it's not like a lot, but it, you know, there have <laughs> been some, some days where you look up and you're like, I spent five hours. Um, which is a lot more than I've done in uh, 15 years. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I mean, I've got, you know, we, we, we've got kids in the house that are asking to play it all day. So that's uh, my excuse. I'm kind of jealous. You get to play it without kids beating you at your own games. Yeah. I I guess I just explained how I'm like not cutting my hair, eating banana bread and playing Xbox. (laughs) It hasn't been the worst. It's college all over again. There it is. (laughs) Oh gosh. Alex, great to have you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I promise I'm working too, but (laughs) other than that, it's been been okay. Sounds like it. You're working, working hard. (laughs) Thanks buddy. All right. Thank you. All right, there's our guy, Alex Pavlovich, NBC Sports Barrier on the Giants, baseball, and more. I think he kind of strikes the tone of America there. Wake me when you figured it out. Gosh, it's getting hard to follow. Uh, I thank Alex for jumping on tonight. Rob Parker, my friend with FS1 and Fox Sports Radio, jumps on next on the Sports Leader. A healthy lifestyle should be easy, right? Eat veggies, drink green smoothies, exercise to get your heart rate up, do yoga to bring your heart rate down. Whew, maybe not so easy. But there is something that helps improve everything, and you can do it with your eyes closed. It's sleep. Sleep Number knows what it takes to sleep your best. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed lets you choose your ideal firmness, comfort, and support on each side. Your Sleep Number setting. It's the perfect solution for couples. These beds are so smart, they respond to your every move and automatically adjust to keep you sleeping comfortably all night. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now during the lowest prices of the season sale, save $400 on a Queen Sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed. Now only $1,299. You'll only find Sleep Number at Sleep Number stores or by visiting www.sleepnumber.com global.